This video is brought to you by Babbel and BetterHelp. More on them after the reaction. Citizens of the Reject Nation, it's me, Tara Erickson, alongside these guys. We're going to oh. watch Saw 10. Just say your names. I'm John. You know me, maybe. Go. I, I'm Aaron. I'm, I come here sometimes. Ah, oh, my gosh. You guys, John has been with us, actually, from the beginning, behind the scenes. Helping. Edit down most all of our Saw reactions for me and Aaron. The thumbnails, he's worked on it. He's been in the juice, in the environment with us, so he is here today to watch 10. We are so stoked for the very, final thing, you guys. Very excited. You better leave a like. You better leave a comment. You better ring the bell. Ah, ring the bell. Yes. Whoa, so good. I love that. Also, thanks, Prep, for helping us edit down these videos. Also, don't forget, we call you super sexy. You get on that Patreon, you get sexy. And you can see up with your own copy. Watch uh, the whole Saw 10 with all three of us, which will be awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, Greg and John offer exclusive highlights and watch-alongs over there on Patreon. So get over there. Get sexy. If you oh, know what's dude, good speaking, for you, Speaking of Greg, it. just real quick, want to shout out the man Greg. We wanted to have him here. We wanted to do like a quadriforce. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. We both love the Saw. So just if you're watching this, just leave some Greg love down in the comments because he's out it. there. He's taking meetings and making arrangements so that we all can be here enjoying with you guys. So... Give the man some love before we Give, Give him some appreciation. Give some love, you guys. I was scream crying in the corner, prying to hear that he is not going to join us today, but it's going to be all right. We'll be okay. Um, also, what else should I say? Uh, we're just we're sad that it's going to end, and hopefully we get on another series, right? Yeah. Anybody want to say any last things before we watch it? Uh, it's been great. I, I want to play I a game. It. Let's I play a game. It. Let's play a game. I've been waiting for this. Thank you, detective, for locating my fellow cancer patient. Oh, hello. Out of all the men to cheat, you picked John Kramer? <laughs> Please don't kill me. That's the last thing that you should be worried about. No. I want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> wow. Damn. Oh, not bad. All right. Loved it. Loving Loved it. it. Loved it. Wow. Oh, And you know what else? I love you guys. Hello there, esteemed viewer of The Real Rejects. I, Greg Alba, language connoisseur and worldly gentleman, am here to bestow upon you the secrets of Babel, the language app that transforms mere mortals into linguistic gods in just three weeks. Why Babel, you inquire? My dear friends, in this age of monolingual mundanity, 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 Babel is our beacon of hope, crafted by an army of over 150 language experts. Their lessons are like linguistic caviar, rich, refined, and oh so satisfying. Personal tale of triumph. I once whispered sweet nothings in Spanish, or for the layman, Espanol, to my wife, courtesy of Babel. Her reaction, well, I'll tell you, she was utterly bewitched. Greg, you silver-tongued devil, no paraphrase. She exclaimed such vocabulary as I basked in the glory of my perfect pronunciation. Because Babel isn't just about learning words. It's about embracing the art of conversation with podcasts, live classes, and a veritable smorgasbord of interactive lessons.
I know the words I'm saying. And their speech recognition? It's like having a personal language butler. Ensuring every syllable is impeccably crisp. Now brace yourselves for an offer of monumental proportions. Here's a special limited, limited, time. limited time. Deal for our viewers and listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But again, only for our viewers at babbel.com slash rejects. 55% off at babbel.com slash rejects. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash rejects. Rules and restrictions may apply. Join me, the Greg Albin, the adventure of language mastery at Babbel. We shall not just learn no, nay. We shall conquer the world of communication. Or as they say in Spanish, comunicación. <laughs> We're done with this ad. All righty, time to get a little bit serious. So around the holiday season, we often focus on getting gifts for others, but it's also important to consider the gifts that we give to ourselves. Personally, I've found that maintaining mental health balance is a continuous journey. Because like I mentioned before, I've been diagnosed with type 2 bipolar, ADHD, and PTSD. And in a lot of ways, I've also grown up in the last few years on camera with you guys. And therapy has been a crucial part of my life before the channel even. And like many of you, my anxiety and depression seems to magnify this time of year. Still don't quite understand the winter blues, but it does. However, therapy does help me navigate the ups and downs and stay grounded for the most part. And while I have my own approach to therapy, I understand everyone's path is unique. And that's why we are proud to be sponsored by BetterHelp this week. It's an online platform that makes therapy accessible and tailored to your needs. And I know a few people who have discovered therapy via BetterHelp and it has been transformative. You start with a questionnaire that helps match you with a licensed therapist. And the best part, and an important part, you can switch therapists anytime, ensuring the right fit for you. BetterHelp is all about convenience and flexibility. It fits into your schedule and it's all online. So whether you're looking to start therapy for the first time or continue your journey, BetterHelp can be a great option. So in the season of giving, remember to give yourself what you need to. With BetterHelp, take that step towards your better self. So you can visit BetterHelp.com slash RealRejects for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash RealRejects. Take care and stay healthy, Reject Nation. Happy holidays. And Bro. now I just have to say that Saw 10 is so good! Oh my God! <laughs> Very. But you guys, I'm ready to just be like 10 out of 10. This one, this is like... X out of X. This is... Yes. Da, 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 da. You did it. You did it. You did it. Like, thank you. I was in it from like the beginning to the very end. And now there's like times where I wasn't saying anything because I just did. I was so just engulfed. Just so pulled in and gross. I was yeah. so engulfed. I love the way they played like cinematic. This is also I feel like the most cinematically shot, even though, which is surprising to me that you're saying Kevin he directed the other ones. I really liked how they played with the lighting, especially in regards mm -hmm. to John. They made him like he was always backlit a little bit, like mm -hmm. he was angelic in this. And I love how, to me, John is the person that I'm like, no, he's the best person in this, even though he is. He's like John Kramer, who's done all these weird games, but this movie really. They did like a Joker thing where you're like, show his life and now show how he got here. And. I think I really was thrown into John's moral code the most in this one. Yes. Even though they've placed it in other movies, Saw X brought it to the forefront, and man, oh man, you did a great job. Hundo P, absolutely yeah. agree. You guys get to it. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like they, they really changed the formula of this Saw movie. And like, granted, all of them have had their own variations of the story, but they started to get a little bit repetitive as far as like the motifs of which they would use. But this one was drastically different from all the other ones with the fact that he was like the front and center. And like, I was surprised because we've never had him as like the up 
and front protagonist before, but to see that and you get you to root for him was incredible. The way it was shot was incredible. The, the traps were incredible. Seeing th- his moral code in full force in the, in the sense that, you know, we really get to be in his shoes because these people have personally wronged him, which was something like we've never really seen before. And Especially Amanda, from this kind of franchise. Especially yeah. from this kind of franchise. And Amanda was was great. And like the the, the fact yeah. that even though they haven't played the characters to this extent in close to what, like 15 or so years, something around there. It's almost to, it's going on 20 years now. Almost 20 years. 2004 was saw one. Yeah. We saw one, but the fact that there's able to just slip back right into them. I know John has like been something continuous and like flashbacks or short appearances, but the fact that he was like the front and center and also Amanda being there with, and they're, they were able to stay true to who those characters were, mm-hmm. not from like a revisionist standpoint, but like authentically where we met them in that place. And yeah, man, everything was just so gripping. Like there was kind of how Tara was saying, I was locked in the whole time. My jaw was like, you'll watch it back. My jaw was dropped for like, I damn near like 30 seconds, like at some point, because yeah. I was just like so enthralled in what was going to happen. And even though we know that they're going to live, because this is obviously an in between cool, the stakes in which. And how they played it was just so palpable and so enthralling. I was just, I was blown away. And I think this movie, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if it's, um, oh, something I'm sure of is the fact that it's, damn, it's in the top three, easily. Yeah. If not, if not the best one. But something I wasn't sure of going in was how it was going to keep us engaged in that. And I feel like rooting it in his. His experience was the best way to go about that, and yeah, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. And and one last thing I'll say is that because we've watched ten of these, it makes this one so much more rewarding because we've seen this journey from its inception in one through ten. And I think maybe it could stand on its own and still enjoy it, but I think it's that much more enriching because we've gone through John and Amanda and Hoffman and getting to this point. It just. French kiss. Absolutely. Chef's kiss. Ab- both. Both kinds of kiss. Both kind of kisses. And cool. it, it makes me curious because I think this one has the best opportunity to stand on its own um, uh, along with the first one. I think those two have the most standalone ability, yeah, barring like Spiral because that's clearly kind of in a pocket side universe. Um, and But the, the cool thing is while I'm sure you could do a rewatch with this in the middle, I think... As much as they have said, like the producers kind of realize, like, oh, maybe killing a moth was a mistake. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> um, and and uh, part of me wonders if you could have this movie as exactly as it is make the impact that it makes without all the time that we have spent to the fact that we missed this guy. Like, we already have enough to stand on in terms of Tobin Bell is a great actor. He clearly cares about this role. He's well documented as having, you know, given a lot of his own creativity to it. And so 10 year or, or not 10 years, 20, almost 20 years of Saw and the 10th installment, it almost feels like a very appropriate full circle to do something like this and to have a movie that, yeah, hands over the focus, hands over the narrative to the guy. It, it almost it's kind of reminded me of like the freshness that like a Saw 2 had where it's like, oh, damn, we know who this guy is. And now we're going to spend time with him for most of the movie. And yeah. here I, I love the compliment of the first movie. He's not talking to anybody, but he's running the game. He's on the floor in the room. And in this one, he's in the room giving the address, like literally just watching and orchestrating and kind of, 
doing it on the fly a little bit in a way that felt very palpable and tangible, and I think it fits nicely between these earlier installments. I believe it is supposed to be between, you know, at least one and two. And, uh, and yeah, the way it's like they didn't even have – I wasn't even thinking about de-aging or anything. Like, clearly they look a bit older than they do in Saw 2. And I didn't care at all because yeah. the emotional quality and the attention to detail on the characters, their relationship back and forth was really nicely done. Hoffman makes for a perfect little Easter egg because obviously he might have some involvement here. Um, and so, yeah, this was able to do so many different things that are like that you would want out of a commemorative sequel of sorts. Like, but it has fan service without ever feeling like it's trying to pander fan service, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, having this real kind of uh, uh, deliberate pace and allowing mm -hmm. you to be with John on his journey, really experience, you know, what his life is like living with his cancer and the other people around and the solidarity they show between them, uh, him and the other survivor or uh, the other people who are, you know, trying to become survivors, basically. And then, you know, it's like Amanda and Gabriella and all that stuff. There's so many, like, great little attentions to character and detail. And then, you know, you bring in all the other trappings of, you know, the stylistic flourishes and the ghost trails and the freakouts and the traps. And even if this doesn't have the most outlandish or the most complicated traps, necessarily, I thought the way that they showed John's eye for it, like, I, I, this is the best use of a fake out, like, imagination trap because <laughs> the eyeball vacuum is probably the most recognizable thing from this movie. Each movie has, like, a trap you might refer to. I feel like the eyeball is the is like the most iconic that this movie has in terms of just like a striking visual with the tubes and all that. Yeah, and using all the marketing, too. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And so having that be a beat where it doesn't actually happen to the guy. But you see what John's motivation is in watching him and also how he's starting to formulate what the trap might be because he's noticing the person in traction on the bed and then that informs the finger snaps. And it's just like little things like that that makes all the sense that we couldn't really do before when we're doing like, yeah, each one of these like police procedural and we're always going, you know, crazy sort of semi melodrama, semi like super convoluted twists and, and I love all that and I thought that this managed to do so much classic Saw while also structuring out a movie that yeah. felt real different and felt very conscientious of like yeah maybe a variable might happen maybe this somebody might find you out here in a place where you don't have as much control as you would just back home conducting something like this and uh yeah. and yeah like the group of them the contrast of like she's clearly guiding this whole procedure for the grift and then she's got to freaking guide them all through these traps. And, and I, I, you know, I, I think I'm curious to hear how you guys left off, at least with the main antagonist. You know, she doesn't die. She doesn't get subject to the worst trap. Mm -hmm. But I still feel pretty satisfied by the end that this person has been appropriately sort of torn down and scarred by her own horrific choices. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. she's got burns on her face. She doesn't have any of the money, and I'm sure the rest of her body in there is probably messed up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that she has to walk around like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, go walk around because now it's like the scars show you're evil. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I hope people have to go, hey, what, real quick, what happened to the... What happened to what you? Happened to you? <laughs> and then maybe she has to go, well, I'm a raging sea. <laughs> uh, and that's why. But, uh, yeah, how did you feel about her getting, you feel good about, like, it's I like. Feel, 
He, he, he doesn't she like that she's still alive. I, knew I wish you were she would have died. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like get her outsides, match her insides, but she was yeah. like the worst. Yeah. And, like, and this is the first time, because Grant, we've watched a lot of Saw movies at this yeah. point. We've seen a lot of, of douchebags and, and, and a holes in this movie, but by far, she's the worst out of all of them. Yeah. The and most the fact, hateable. The most hateable. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I feel like this is the first time we've gotten like a straight up villain to oppose Jigsaw. In a, in a sense, not necessarily matching wits, but like someone who makes this guy who does horrible things Look, justified yeah. because she is so equally or more than him She's horrible. She's e- evil. Mm-hmm. Just evil. Just yeah. because. Because money. And yeah, man, I, granted, I liked the movie a lot. I That's the only thing. It doesn't change my rating at all. But I was like, oh, I wish she would have gotten her comeuppance because she (laughs) sucks. (laughs) She does. I also feel like all of the casting in this, great job, Nancy Nader. I mean, (laughs) I'm like always trying to hit up Nancy, be like, yo, girl, call me in for your stuff. But I love this all of put me in a saw. Put me in whatever. Nancy does great, great stuff. Shout out to you. Uh, but everyone in this was really, really grounded. I've not seen that in a lot of the saws. There's ter- certain times you have seen us laugh out loud at the way that the actors have said lines, and we don't do that. because You guys love my- that detective in we, Saw 3D. Uh, he, he remember, like, oh my he God, so we were bad. mad. We were actually, and we laughed out loud. We were so angry about it. Like, how is this supposed to be taken seriously? And that did not happen here, obviously, at all. Yeah, uh, no, which, which is so great, but I I also feel like the writers, uh, when's the last time, what number did we see Hoffman in the last time we saw Hoffman? He's in seven. That's the last time. Yeah. He's in seven. So we've seen eight, eight, and nine was the, we didn't like eight, right? I was mad. Jigsaw. Eight was Jigsaw, then nine, technically Spiral. With Chris right. Rock, yeah. I was mad both times, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, we both So were. the writers, I feel like, learned the lessons uh, there slightly because this had a really great ending. And I know uh, Josh Stolberg's name has popped up, I think, on 7 and 8. I follow him on the Twitter and the Grams. Yeah. He's a cool guy. You guys um, should, too. He's great. But um, this one really brought it all together and i'm really glad that they were like let's choose hoffman and amanda and not that weird guy that we put in eight to just oh, that was he, yeah. was he was he yeah. was here the whole time you guys know that i was mad about it for a week um mm-hmm. thank you for tossing that out the window oh and God, yeah, yeah and and just bringing back these characters that we really like and bringing this story to life that you knew like this Sells. This is one of the best saws. So con- congrats. Yeah, they didn't try to overcomplicate it either. They brought it back to basics while keeping it just uh, complicated or just um, intricate enough to be like the satisfying experience. Because I was, like that's the finale, we were on the edge of our seats, and I was like, I don't know how it's going to get out of this. And then the fact that there was this twist, because I remember saying that earlier in the movie, like I don't know how there's going to be a twist in this movie. And sure enough, there it was. was that exactly there mm, was, and yeah. it was. It was, it was good. It's it was not. Best. Yeah, it's like it's well proportioned for the most part because they would have some kind of contingency. It makes sense that they would do that. It makes sense that they might, you know, knowing that they have a variable to work with with this guy. Yeah, that they might try and proof it. And I guess my only question I'm left with is that if this woman is left alive and she knows who he is, 
I I would have to imagine that in my own head canon, maybe Hoffman just comes and finishes it oh, <laughs> or yeah. something. Or by different rules. Yeah, you know, because because I I was almost expecting, and I love that they did the post credits tag with the guy, and that was great. I think you, one of you guys, yeah, was like, wait a minute, but he had the scar. What's going on mm, with that? And that I love that they didn't yeah. forget about that. And part of me was expecting like, oh, if there's a sting, maybe it'll be her re-upped into some kind of gruesome trap. But I think what I think it's a neat choice, and I'm going to chew on it for a while, but partly because it it shows John's adherence to his own philosophy. Yeah. So it's like she played the game by the rules despite all this, you know, despite, you know, usurping the game and mocking it and being the worst in the process. And yet still, uh, even though we are probably all right there with Amanda being like, she deserves nothing, and she only proves that further and further, you know, they get to walk off as you know a momentary little family in a way that you know it's bright there's angelic light but it didn't feel too cheesy and i feel like they they kept the cheese just the right amount in this and for the most part yeah this as a reinvention goes i think is really lovely because it's not about let's beef it up and let's make it more sleek and make, let's make it crazier it's no let's take our time and make the most like cinematic film that we have made since the first movie yeah because the first movie has this charm of like yeah it's it's clearly a, a grungy low budget movie but it's got cinematic aspirations on its mind not to say mm-hmm. the others aren't cinematic but th- there's a different popcorn quality that comes in yeah. whereas this yeah definitely feels like in some ways tonally this is probably like th- the best made and conceived and executed in a lot of ways i mean you can't do this probably without the first one and i think no. doing this is number 10 and having the push pull of like john's gone we've got him in flashbacks it's good to have him but it's problematic that he's dead i think that helps this movie really kind of earn all of its aspirations and, and the things that it attempts to do so yeah, yeah like as both a fan of saw who will take you know a schlock saw happily love that side of the franchise i also love you know cinema and i love that they caringly because this has also been something of a family endeavor you know it's like even though there are 10 of these there's been you know uh, you've had the same few writers for stretches you've had the same handful of people guiding the direction for stretches and you have like the same composer throughout the same editor throughout and it's able to grow but i think really organically maintain its core elements and as a compared to any other horror franchise and often they'll have you know a shepherd of some kind but this feels weirdly like the most sort of organically earnestly kind of spun and guided by just this little group of people who make saw movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you watch the credits and you just see so many like names and Mm -hmm. you know and hats off to kevin greutert man like he's he's been here since the first one and uh and I love that. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Darren Bowsman fan for various reasons, and I like his saw joints. But I feel like James Wan and Kevin Groider are probably like the best stamps. And then you have Darren Bowsman who helped really flesh out what this franchise would become and brought a, a lot of cool stylistic flourishes too. But it's yeah, it's just been cool to see both on screen what they've done over time, and especially with this and the creatives behind it, and how that's all kind of you know become this little group, this this band of you know game makers. 
The Saw Horror people, you guys did a great job. You made a cinematic thing with lots of dope games, and we loved it. You had the horror yeah. aspect. It wasn't over the top. We didn't need it. We want to sit with story like we did in the first and the second one. We yeah. finally got that. We've been yelling about it for weeks. Yeah. So, yay, I love this movie. Like, I really, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has a, this has a not only, like, a fresh score, but it has, like, a legit, yeah. like, it's, like, 89, like, close to 90 or something. Thing, or, yeah. or at least when it came wow. out like it was a lot of reviews and a like solidly fresh percentage which like blew my mind yeah. i never thought i'd say this but this has i've seen a lot of movies this year and this has a solid chance of making my top 10 like, i know <laughs> yeah i predicted that on the live stream this afternoon and i was like i hadn't seen it yet but i think saw 10 will make my list yeah oh, man. like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for making this film. We love you so much. Don't forget to leave a like, leave a comment. Tell us how cool we are. Tell us how much you also love this movie. We are at the end of our journey right now, but maybe they'll make an 11th and we'll be back. Oh, there'll be more. But as we'll long be... as Tobin Bell's alive, make yeah. these and, yes. and find a way to Please. keep the heart. This is a Saw movie with heart. Yes. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. yeah. Like, make make that. We love you guys so much. Make sure you buy a T-shirt, rejectnationshop.com. Um, also, I forgot to say this. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify as a podcast, make sure you rate this episode. We love it. We need to get those ratings up. You know what I mean? Five stars, baby. Join baby. Patreon if you haven't already. We love you so much, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.